Yesterday was Father's Day. Today is Juneteenth. This month is Pride. It's not entirely inappropriate that it occurred to me to share some seemingly simple yet practical bits of wisdom that may or may not need improvement, but they may be valuable because practical wisdom is hard to come by sometimes. Throughout my early adulthood, um, not that all of my adulthood isn't early adulthood, but I generally had this idea that, like, my dental health was largely an extension of my spiritual health. And, um, you know, that helped to kind of justify that growing up, me going to the dentist, getting my wisdom teeth pulled was like largely um, a function of whether or not we happened to have insurance at the time or, you know, it was just necessary and like had to front the cash. Um, Like wisdom you know, like in the case of wisdom teeth. Um, but, uh, you know, so it was like, you know, I would get like a checkup appointment, you know, on schedule, um, whatever was the minimum, you know, to avoid charges of child abuse or whatever. But, um, uh, you know, but, um, like, so, like, I'm sure if, and I think I remember reading something about, like, I, I used that kind of financial background relating to my dental health, um, as a like convenient way to adopt the idea that like you know there was like the the like one sentence i read once in some piece of material um that said something about toothaches having to do with like a spiritual ailment of some kind um On a side note, when I got my wisdom teeth taken out um, in college, I still question, did the dentist intentionally or accidentally cop a feel of one of my boobs um and that's not funny and um 
Anyway, just don't let that happen. I actually didn't go under because I was a Scientologist, so I asked for oxygen to, um, instead of being sedated for my wisdom teeth being removed, I asked for oxygen. And um, that meant I was in, I was awake. They give you like oxygen and you just get high and they give you Novocaine. And then I like, I was awake and my eyes were wide open watching these two guys like crack my teeth and yank them out of my skull. But I couldn't feel it, thank God. Um, so I, over the many years, like, you know, after college, like probably just never saw Dennis, like for years and became terrified when I like bought these uh, ginger people, ginger candies online um, at a discount because the company makes these amazing chewy ginger candies and sells 10 pound boxes of their factory rejects for like a super low price. So I bought one of those boxes of factory rejects and they were factory rejects because they weren't soft and chewy enough to, to sell normal retail. And one of them pulled out a filling of mine. And so I had this hole in my tooth for year, like multiple years and a pain in the tooth that increased, but I just tried to like will away with my mind. Um, and I was like, Oh, I have to like become successful in the arts before my like tooth gets infected and then like travels to my brain and kills me. I was like, great. This is motivation to succeed. Um, and unfortunately because I was getting targeted by a multi-interest black ops, which I didn't know at the time, that big break, which for me, you know, was totally real had it not been for that black ops and would have happened like much earlier um, than even when the filling had come out, if it hadn't been for the the multi-interest black ops targeting my career. Um... So, you know, it didn't come when I, you know, had my lesbian awakening, like I still had the hole in my tooth. And so I'm like, well, I can't, you know, first I have to have my big break and then fix the tooth. Um, And then, um, then um, after I had had, you know, after I'd, you know, been basically maneuvered into having my lesbian awakening in a way that only served to, like, hold back my career progress, even though I should have just, you know, gotten a theatrical agent out of school um, and, you know, gotten a book deal in, like, 2014, 2015, um, when all these other people who'd published comparable stuff to me were, you know, getting picked up by writers rooms and agents. Um, but here I was getting targeted by multi-interest black ops and not knowing it. Um, I, um, you know, 
I eventually was like, okay, I'm giving up on my uh, big break narrative in terms of its relationship to my dental needs, not overall, just, and I was like, okay, I'll, I have to go to a dentist because, um, I also figured out how to get insurance. Um, and by figured out, I mean, Obama got elected and then someone told me I could get insurance, um, which I think I was already eligible in the state of New York for anyway, despite being for the majority of those years as an artist, obviously under the poverty line, um, or at least hovering around it in the better years. Um, but like, um, I went to the, the dentist, like, in 20, and, like, having weird spiritual beliefs about dentistry is no excuse for me to get targeted by a multi-interest black ops depriving me of my big break, because Joni Mitchell believes that there are, like, chemtrails in relation to, like, invisible bugs that are in your skin, underneath your skin, and she's she's an artist, and she's doing just fine. Um, so there there's really no excuse to ice me out of the industry just because of that. So, um, and I wasn't sharing those ideas with anyone anyway. I just kept it to myself. Um, so I, you know around 2016 I went to see 2017 maybe I went to see a dentist I and I was quite not looking forward to finding out the inventory of what would be the problem with my of what would what my teeth would have what issues my teeth would have especially the one with the weird hole in it which had at that point probably been had the filling sucked out of it for like four or five years. Um, so the dentist had to do a root canal and I had like multiple cavities, which they filled and I had to have a crown put on the tooth that had, had, had like a, like a hole that I could, it was probably the diameter, it was probably like a bigger diameter than a toothpick. Um, and um, I'm like, um, you know, at that point also, I think I think the weird multi-interest black ops targeting me had intentionally tried to like permanently trigger my sugar addiction because at that point I was eating like, you know, I was like carrying around like a large Cadbury chocolate bar stashed in my purse that I would eat. I was like eating like donuts and coffee and 
living in this kind of state of like kind of feeling like a like a sort of childlike innocence and I think in order to reinforce that I was like completely abandoning any concepts of nutrition and wanting to just exist in a sort of sugar cloud of like defying gravity and the multi-interest black ops targeting targeting me like wanted to to trigger this like this was this was not like I'm I don't know but anyway that's what was going on I mean I guess it's so and I I grew up like my my father instilled in me from a young age the concept there 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 was no like body shame or beauty like standards in my household at all um there were other issues but there there like my dad had gotten into these whole foods i you know movements not in a culty way but like my parents couldn't conceive a child until they switched to an all whole foods diet and like you know my they'd both gone to art school and one of my dad's close friends from art school was from Russia and lived in a rural area of Pennsylvania and like made his own yogurt from a culture that had been like passed down in his family you know we would go to the Essene market in Philly every Saturday or Sunday after music group at the settlement music school and Essene is like a very kind of it's like a food co-op-y, uh, early health food store kind of place. At least, like, you know, early, like, 80s and 90s. And it's still there, too. It's like a long-standing health food store. Um, but, like, he kind of instilled these ideas in me very young that food is um, fuel and that health makes you feel good. And that, like, uh, you eat food. He, You know, they would teach me the nutrition in the food. And I, you know, I was a kid who liked vegetables when I was really young. And, and um, that, like, and, you know, my dad got into green tea before it became trendy. And he would, like, grow sprouts and make his own yogurt. Um, um, I just, you know like any kid, I still got addicted to sugar and junk food. The immediate, the the moment I tasted it. Um, but I still always knew like, oh, this is, you know, and my parents didn't, my parents never, you know, food shamed me like that I can think of. But every time when I would eat junk food, at least I would know, okay, this is definitely poison with no nutritional value. It's not going to give me energy. It's not going to even keep me full in any way. Like I'm choosing to eat this garbage. And then, you know, that's, that, that's that. Um, and like my dad would eat crappy food when he was out of the house driving around for his HVAC business. Like he would get McDonald's and gas station food and you know he would take me to get like 
bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning at Wawa on the way to school, and, you know, like, sugary, like, fake cappuccino coffee drinks, and there was no, you know, it it wasn't strict, but at least I was taught those ideas very early, so I'd always go back to them and always know, like, and, you know, as I've gotten older now, I'm like, okay, I have to curb that sugar thing or I probably will eventually have, like, very real health consequences. And, um, you know, like, um, I've learned a little bit about, like, dopamine and serotonin and, and, like, how you can give your brain happy chemicals in a way that, like, and, you know, the addiction cycles of sugar. Anyway, it's it's boring almond mom shit but it's um it's it's also somewhat real um to me anyway so like um I yeah but I never had a food shame growing up like in fact if I bought junk food like a bag of Doritos or a box of donuts I had to eat the whole thing as quickly as possible or my parents would like steal it because like yeah they didn't you know buy it unless I until I got old enough to pick my own groceries but like the minute I bought it they would they were like equally addicted to it so they would just steal my fucking junk food so I would you know I would not my parents never rationed my portions they never said, oh, Joyce, you can only have, like, three quarters of a granola bar, or you will, you know, it's too much. Like, there was nothing like that. Um, uh, I would it, I would eat, like, int- you know, entire bags of Doritos and things. Um, but eventually I was like, oh, well, like, that's not real food. It's kind of just, like entertainment for my taste buds or something but um anyway back to my discovery of dental hygiene um or rediscovery rather um in um like 2017 2018 or something you know I started going to the dentist actually every six months and I would go back and they would be like you have a cavity I was like oh shit and I was still eating sugary things um but I wasn't and then like uh in the pandemic starting from like 2020 to 2022 it was kind of like, you know, I started to romanticize processed foods and I was like, oh my God, these foods were invented for, you know, to last on the shelves. And this is why, this is why. And I, you know, like, uh, just like the nostalgia of like American processed foods, you know, hit me for a couple moments. And then I was like, you know, I was exploring my sugar enjoyment and then I would use pop tarts as incentive to query my book so it'd be like every time I send a query I get to eat two pop tarts 
because of course it's like um uh the so extreme social deprivation is happening and everything is terrifying and so to get my self motivated that would be the motivation and querying the book for the first few times was quite terrifying um so i would just do that and on on my birthday i bought a whole cake from the supermarket and like a like a quart of strawberry flavored stonyfield farm yogurt which sounds semi wholesome but it has just as much sugar as like ice cream and it's added sugar it's not just from the dairy it's the strawberry flavoring um and i was like well it's my birthday it's the pandemic i bought a whole cake from the supermarket and my plan will be that i get to just eat cake and this strawberry yogurt like until i no longer want any so for like f- every day that week f- i guess maybe the cake lasted 5 or 6 days i would have like a huge slice of cake and then a giant scoop of strawberry yogurt and it was excellent cake and it was just from the pre-made cake st- area of a regular supermarket in brooklyn and i just picked like an amazing cake it it was one of those cakes where they give you like eight different slices of eight different flavors of cake and it was the chocolate one and it it was perfect like the icing was not too fluffy the icing was really like solid and fudgy and flavorful the cake was not too dry and it was like solid and moist and it was just so good um and um then at the end of that 5 days i was like wow like i've been eating this huge thing of cake and yogurt every night and my body feels all tingly that's not good and so um then i was like you know i got to figure out a different way to incentivize myself than the processed sugar that i've been enjoying before i get diabetes or something and i wound up talking to one of my relatives who said there was a woman a few generations back in our family who did have diabetes it was just one person but that's enough because i always felt i have been um somewhat sensitive to sugar um I had quite bad skin in in high school. I didn't have huge cystic acne, but I had acne all over my face and chest and back that was like little red bumps and um little um skin skin colored bumps and um you know, I couldn't get rid of it with proactive. I couldn't get rid of it with prescription meds where you put like the white one on at night and the clear one on at day it would just make my skin all dry and flaky so i grew up where like i went solidly through high school with like a mask of acne distancing myself from you couldn't it was a kind where you couldn't see it that well in pictures but 
it was like always there with this sense of like, oh, no one's ever going to kiss me. I'll just wait till I become an adult and then my skin will clear up. Right now I can focus on my studies. Um, And um, like then in college, because I was in acting school, of, of course I heard about that thing called the master cleanse, which was actually designed to like be a last ditch effort to like cure prostate cancer or something like that. But in fact, people just adopted it as a fucking cleanse. So, and also that maple syrup, lemon cayenne beverage tastes really good. It's just like, I think it's like a great lemonade. Um, But anyway, I did the master cleanse for three days during my winter break in like freshman or sophomore year of college. Like I did it, you know, properly. Like I did the day where you eat you know, just fruit, the day where you eat just vegetable, and then you kind of wean yourself onto it, not like all of a sudden. And I did it, I I did it for the first day, the second day, the third day. And what I would do was like, I would do a, I would run, I would go for a jog to sweat. I think you're supposed to like sweat, or maybe I got that idea from the Scientology purification rundown that you jog and you're sweating out the toxins in your body. Um, but anyway, after like the third day, my skin was like absolutely clear. And I was like, what the, I was shocked and delighted, but I couldn't go, go more than three days on the cleanse. And in a way that resembled, uh, like a, like a predatory animal, I tore open like some Tupperware from the kitchen and, ate a chicken breast because I was so hungry. I'd never been that hungry and I didn't and and I understood in that moment more than I ever had before what hunger could do to you and make you do. Um like I could really see, wow, this is like my it, it was like my body was forcing you know the my hands to tear open the chicken breast. And I can understand why people who go starving for days and days and days, like, and months or whatever, they like resort to cannibalism and they become totally inhuman. Um, so anyway, um, let's hope it never comes to that. Um, I was like, well, this must mean my acne is the result of something that I eat. And I was like, well, everybody's bitching about gluten right now. Could it be gluten causing my acne? So I tried giving up gluten and my skin didn't change. The acne kind of was just there. And then I was like, holy shit, what if it's refined sugar? And lo and behold, I like cut out any refined sugar like added or refined sugar and then my skin started clearing up in direct proportion to how I reduced any refined sugar so then I was like fuck all these years it never occurred to me that it was sugar and candy and I remember in high school like when my friends and I would go to the mall and we'd go to this like bulk candy store where you fill up bags of like every imaginable candy and pay by the pound Um, my friends would walk around and they'd eat like a couple pieces and then they'd be able to like close the bag and hold it by their sides. 
And they were not like beauty standard obsessed. They were like very intelligent. You know, they spent all their time studying. They got like perfect grades and went to great schools. Like, and, you know, plenty of people who are beauty standards obsessed still, you know, achieve those things. But my, my friends were very like, um, they did not think about, you know, they were like teenagers and they were very athletic and active and they just didn't, they didn't, you know, think about not eating what they didn't want, what they wanted to eat. Um, and I was like, they would be like eating a little bit and they, and then they would hold their candy by their side and I would just eat it by the handful without restraint and like be done with the bag by the time we like left them all. And like, I couldn't restrain myself with the sugar. And so it's like, it, it was like, um, I'm sure it was like watching a weird fixation, like the way I would eat the candy. But anyway, I might just be a little more prone to like, you know, something of that nature. Um, um, so yeah. And then when I was in college, that is, that, that turned out to be what was causing my terrible skin. I didn't over the years give up sugar completely because I was just like, well, I can afford to get some acne this weekend, so I'm going to eat the sugar. But at least I knew and could control it. So then cut fast forward to we're talking about my my re establishing a relationship to dental hygiene after unpacking a series of faulty beliefs um i i was like um in the pandemic after you know my peak experimentation with sugar i was like you know what i need to do for myself is to do the most moderate thing that no one that I've never done or thought to do and simply stay below the daily value of added sugar just do that and that's it I was like let me just that way like I can have maybe something or I I don't have to give up like processed peanut butter or like a you know like canned tomato sauce that has a few grams here and there but I'm not going to be drinking like a can of coke and a or eating like a donut and a chocolate bar or something and I've actually probably I mean that was my starting point but I was also like, you know, I'm just going to avoid added sugar because it's kind of like once you start, you can't really stop kind of thing for me. Or it's like the the little bit that I have is, is not worth the days of craving that I have to kind of overcome after it. So it's almost like re- 
because my your brain like my brain with sugar is almost like um it's like sugar is hitting a reward center of the brain that has nothing to do with indicating your uh your body's satisfaction with food it's almost like a like a cross wave in how your normal wiring perceives whether or not you're you're getting the good nutrients that you need and that's that's why you can eat like a ton of sugar and not feel full because it's like hitting a part of your brain that is basically telling you just to get more sugar get more sugar um and but when i avoid added sugar like above the the daily recommended value my body is forced to eat food that is not as stimulating to the brain but is actually providing the nutrition like and the macronutrients um that are required for my body to function optimally um when I was eating shitloads of sugar, it's weird. It made, for me, it would actually make me, like, I would probably be more, like, underweight because it's like the high of the sugar makes you have so much energy, <laughs> but bad, and it's not, it's not always good energy. A little bit can be, like, a good high, I guess. I guess sometimes it can stimulate creativity, um, but, like, um it it's it sometimes it acted as like this weird appetite suppressant but it your it spikes your blood sugar so much and it that's really bad for you um cuz over time you can develop like insulin resistance and your body doesn't know how to produce enough insulin to balance the sugar that you're putting in it all of that so um like my i i honestly feel like since i stopped eating any added sugar above the daily value which i think it's like 50 or 60 grams but i usually i'll eat sugar like total sugar like fruit but added sugar sugar that's actually been added i won't i'll i'll pretty much be very well below the daily recommended value um and um I think I started doing that at the beginning like right at the beginning of 2022 so a solid year and a half um and it very much rewired like it it was it it like i really had to adjust to the way my brain is wired in relationship to food and like when i first in in just in relationship to eating it because sugar's like even though it can't screw up your life as much as cocaine by any stretch of the imagination it's technically considered more addictive to the brain than cocaine. Um, And, like, so 
it really, even though it's subtle and it's not going to mess up your life unless you get diabetes, but for the most part, it's not really going to fuck up your life if you are a total sugar addict. Um, noticing the way your brain has to adjust when you suddenly just start eating under the total daily value of added sugar, like it, it's like a really long process and it's it's like subtle because again, you're not like staying up all night, partying, skipping work, neglecting your friends and family and blacking out it's still like it's definitely a study in how addictive substances affect the function of your brain and the reward centers of your brain um so like i started by eating a crap load of salty foods to compensate for the loss of enjoyment of like just eating whatever um uh sh- like added sugar I wanted. So I would just, you know, cuz I was like, well, I'm limiting, you know, I'm doing below the daily value of added sugar, but I'm not limiting anything else. Like I don't need to, I don't have allergies, I don't have food restrictions that I know of. I was like, so I was like whatever, I can just eat Cheez-Its to get me through this until I adjust um, and I did eat a lot of Cheez-Its to get me through that to adjust. And I did adjust. And then I stopped craving so much salt. And then I was like, oh, salt is bad too. I'm not a kid anymore. One day, hopefully not soon, I will have to watch my salt. But I shouldn't eat maybe so many Cheez-Its and I'm not craving them. At a certain point, I had eaten so many Cheez-Its where I didn't really crave them anymore. I was like, I'm actually sick of Cheez-Its now. So that was good. Um, but like, it honestly, like, it actually took, I would say, eight to 10 months before my brain really started to adjust to reward centers and tastes and experiences on like hunger sensations in the absence of, um, you know, going above the daily value of added sugar. So sometimes, you know, I'll have like a small pastry, like a very small, like a macaron, because I know that's not going to be over 60 grams or 50 grams or probably not even over 35 grams of added sugar. Um, and like one time on my birthday, I had a slice of cake from a bakery, but that, you know, there's, it's, again, this is just added sugar. It does, it's not, it doesn't apply to fruit. It, it doesn't, I, I do eat plenty of fake sugar, which is probably going to hopefully not, but might like increase my risk of cancer. So again, this is not about me doing anything that is overall more wholesome. This is just me focusing on added sugar um, and the interesting things I've noticed. Um, And this is because I feel I might be a little more prone to some kind of insulin sensitivity or, you know, bad stuff happens to me when I eat sugar more so than some other people. So 
Um, and I, I really like the adjustment. And I also am very kind of pleased with myself. And it's also crazy how long it took to simply go with the, the very moderate, like radically moderate and boring decision of being like, I'm not going on some crazy cleanse. I've never done, you know, other than that master cleanse I just mentioned, I've never done other stuff like that. Maybe not like maybe I tried like an Atkins thing one time, but that did those just not really. Um, but the sugar thing is like just it's radically moderate because it's the fucking food pyramid that everyone laughs at. But, uh, you know, and some people say that, at, you know, the daily value of total sugar came about because of some wartime ration and that it was arbitrary. But I don't feel it is arbitrary because you, you, too much sugar really, really fucks with your brain's perceptions of hunger, nutrition and need. And like sometimes you, you know, when they say like, listen to your body, intuitive eating, that's a little too vague because your body could be addicted to something and telling you to fucking, you know, snort it and then like give up your life. So your body can tell you various things depending on what is influencing it at the time. Um, so yeah, like just simply being like, I'm going to, I'm not going to, you know, punish i'm not i'm not gonna do something extreme i'm not gonna decide to only like drink superfood smoothies and only eat like macrobiotic sushi for the rest of my life i'm gonna do something totally under my control totally not going to change my food budget totally like rational and boring and like bootlickingly moderate I'm just going to eat no more than the daily value of added sugar as per the food pyramid. And like, it's extremely subtly shifting of just, and, and very, um, it's a, it's a quiet, it's a very quiet, but very real challenge. Um, and it's like pretty rational and it's not, it's not, um, it's it's like I found it it was very worthwhile but the other thing which is like also sad because this is like what they tell you in second grade like I stopped getting cavities when I would go to the dentist since I since I started eating under the daily value of added sugar I have not been told I have any new cavities This sounds very simple and basic if you grew up in a family that reinforced dental hygiene in an educational way. Um, Like, I always knew, I mean, like, I was told in, like, first and second grade, yes, that, like, sugar gives you cavities, but, like, like, sugar like just staying below the daily value of added sugar has resulted in I go to the dentist and they're they're like no cavities and like I would always have cavities and I'm just hoping that 
I'm like every time I'm like really pleasantly surprised even though for some people this might be like they've never had a cavity in their life but for me it's quite clear that like eating sort of an unbridled allowance of sugar was like giving me just like regular cavities and it's just like so basic and yet I'm only understanding this like I'm not revealing my age because the actors union um it, that's a, not legal in the actors union to ask someone their age but um like that's like uh anyway the point is just because I'm only learning this now does not mean I deserve to have my career targeted with a multi-interest black ops because this is a combination of economic factors and um you know there are plenty of people in crazy ass religious groups who even though they have these crazy fucking beliefs their rich family probably sends them to dentists on the regular and teaches them every little thing and there there is just cognitive dissonance where they're doing rational health care and hygiene things but then they're also like having crazy beliefs and that's more to do with wealth than anything else. And I, my multi-interest black ops, I did not need to become good at dental health to deserve to not have my career fucked over by this multi-interest black ops. The reason I'm targeted by this is because I'm a disruption to upper middle class values and quiet life. And so this is not me going, oh my God, if I, I'm so grateful for this journey. I'm not no it's an unacceptable journey of being targeted by a multi-interest black ops i did not need this that it is not like a oh thank god this happened to you or you never would have discovered dental health no if i had gotten an agent at the end of college and gotten you know like an, enough tv gigs somebody would have said go to a fucking dentist stop eating sugar and it would have been fine and I would have done those things and I would have also found my journey to dental hygiene that way by being given more money and career opportunities. Thank you. But anyway, I did want to share that if you reduce your sugar below the daily value, of course, brush your teeth and floss your teeth and use mouthwash. Um, those three things are all very helpful and necessary if you brush twice a day, floss at least once a day, and use mouthwash as per the instructions on the back of the bottle because everyone has different instructions and if you don't follow them you could get weird white spots on your teeth um these are real things it's not a conspiracy invented by the government to make you swallow fluoride um true if you are a diehard conspiracy theorist you could make the argument that my dentists are lying to me and telling me that i I'm not getting cavities um, in order to reinforce the false belief that the food pyramid is, is accurate and they're like watching me on hidden cameras in my home. But I don't think that's what's happening because I think if, you know, I was getting cavities that the dentists weren't telling me about, like my teeth would hurt and that's not happening. It, it, I think it's quite real. Um, so I just want to reinforce that for anybody who's gone through some weird religious ideas and had some issues with feeling like you can just manifest dental health and listen to your body and the universe will provide, that's not true. What is true is that if you eat under the daily value of sugar, if you brush your teeth at morning and at night, 
and use dental floss to remove the buildup of plaque um, because uh, plaque is dried feces from bacteria in your mouth. And if you leave it on your teeth for like eight hours, it dries and hardens and has to be picked off by a dentist and can cause gum disease, which can lead to uh, tooth death, like tooth decay and nerve death. If you've ever um, seen like, if you've ever seen where the nerve in your tooth dies over many years and it turns kind of gray and translucent and then you have to get it replaced if you even have the money or insurance um and so that's unfortunate um on another note i experienced a multi-interest black op tactic where i think somebody like orchestrated me getting hit in the tooth with a bottle which means my tooth might according to my dentist, literally die over the course of years. And I won't know until that years later, and it'll be too late to like claim insurance from work or anything like that. But for now, it's not happening. But that's another, we'll cross that bridge bridge when we come to it. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not always true that you should listen to your body. And it's not, it's not true that the universe will provide if you manifest, um, you know, uh, health, like sitting and manifesting things, like it can calm you down. It can calm down your nervous system and feel good, like a like a little bit, and can get you into a calm state where your like where your brain waves are um, allowing you to be more like creative, um, and your nervous system is able to relax a little, but like it's quite difficult to navigate weird religious beliefs with useful medical and healthcare and hygiene advice sometimes. Or it's very easy to use weird religious beliefs kind of in a subconscious half-baked way to just kind of in like, to just kind of like um, make your shitty economic circumstances like convenient and neglect yourself. Um, Sometimes religious beliefs, like sometimes crazy beliefs help you make like huge leaps or be brave. And that's good. Everybody has them. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Everybody uses weird beliefs to motivate themselves and it's totally fine. Um, but it's sort of like when those beliefs cause you to like do bad things, that's when the rewiring process is probably gonna show itself or the need for a rewiring like a self rehabit forming process is gonna show itself like it's sort of um if you were a flat earther somebody who still believes the earth is flat most of your day is not gonna have anything to do with whether or not you believe that and that that conversation may never even come up for years until one day you go on a boating trip with your friends and there's a um, school of piranhas chasing you and your boat is fleeing the piranhas, um, but uh, I don't even know if there would be piranhas in the ocean, but just for the sake of the, um, the hypothetical scenario some sort of deadly fish that can kill you. So you're driving your boat away from them, but 
you see the edge of the earth coming up because you believe the earth is flat. And so you start to turn the boat around because you're like, well, I'd rather risk it with the piranhas because if I fly off the end of the earth, then I'll definitely kill myself and my friends. And your friends are like, why are you turning the boat around and driving straight into the piranhas? And you're like, because the earth is flat and we're coming towards the edge. And they're like, what? And that's the moment they realize you've believed the earth is flat all this time.